Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. He's a best-selling author, human marketer, and podcaster. Today's guest is Chris Huskins. Chris, how are we doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, doing really, really well. Um, yeah, I would say not necessarily in that order, human marketer, podcaster. Well, <laughs> say that anyway. <laughs> what, what does the wife call you? Uh, Oi, if something needs doing <laughs> uh, normally. <laughs> <laughs> you answer to many things then by the looks of it. We've done such a lot of stuff, Chris. Yeah, yeah. So started off, I started working really young, actually. Um, I, I wanted to get into a job really young. Um, worked in a fruit and veg shop. <laughs> I had to remember all the prices per pound and per young? every fruit and veg. Uh, I was, I want to say 12. That's yeah, so I had to, yeah, I had to get like a, a signed little bit of card to give to the school to say that it was okay for me to, to, to work whilst being at school. But wow. um yeah, no, I loved it there, but I learned a lot of quick lessons, and I worked for next to nothing. Um, I, not child labour, <coughs> but it was... It, it <laughs> well, I was down the mines at nine. Anyway, let me ah. put that one in. Yeah, so you, <laughs> do you know what it is to start early? Yeah, there's lots of mines in Tottenham, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I, I moved from there, as you say, I've done a lot of things. I moved from there to have another 20 jobs, so I had 21 jobs by the time I decided to go and work for myself. Um, Chris, what was you doing? Did they did they sack you or did you leave or what happened? My mates will say I've got a year and a half rule, and luckily I've been married for longer than a year and a half now. <laughs> Apparently, I get bored after a year and a half. Um, so no, I, I I I was made I was made redundant from one job, but all the rest I just moved on. I just kept moving between different things. Well um, everything from sort of retail to hospitality. I did football coaching for a little while. Wow, um, but eventually settled on on what i always wanted to do from when i was a kid was was to be a radio presenter ah uh-huh. tell us about that chris yeah so um well when i was a kid uh, i used to record on um, a karaoke machine that had two cassettes in it didn't even have cds <laughs> back then um <laughs> one of those really old clunky karaoke machines um and there, there were two problems with that one the microphone stand was about like an inch off the desk so i was sort of stood with my head against the desk trying to record it a bit different to how we're doing these podcasts now yeah, um, yeah and the other thing is i wanted to do radio shows but my uh, my karaoke machine didn't record the music so i had to get another cassette player get the tapes of the music <laughs> i wanted press play and put the microphone next to it which meant i was sat in my bedroom like a lemon for three and a half minutes whilst whatever song was playing oh, <laughs> was being recorded but luckily oh. it, it wasn't always a karaoke machine in my bedroom. Tell us a little bit about your, your podcasting because you actually went on to become a professional podcaster after your radio career. Yeah, so obviously I did radio for, for quite a few years with the company Celador who did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the things I noticed, whilst I, I still adore radio to this day, um, but when I, was, when I was a presenter there, I, I sort of got the feeling that I was talking about things that, that people would get bored of in, in a couple of days' time or in a couple of weeks' time, you know, yeah. Cheryl Cole's latest fling or the fad diet from Gillian McKeith or whoever it was. Yeah. I wanted to create something that people were still listening to or, or, or valuing in 10, 20, 50, maybe even 100 years' time. 
Um, and, and podcasts were doing that. There was some amazing content out there, loads coming across from America. Um, it was really picking up in the UK. And I thought, you know what, that's what I want to do. And plus, obviously, you don't have 21 jobs um, in 30 years without having a bit of a problem with authority. So I, I needed to go and work for myself. <laughs> Um, and, and so I did and, and started a podcasting company that was, was helping people to create podcasts or producing podcasts for businesses who wanted to market themselves. Hi, it's Andy Arter. Just interrupting the podcast briefly to let you know if you fancy starting your own podcast, there's a great opportunity for you. Saturday the 20th of July, I'm hosting the One Day Podcast Creation Workshop in London with pro podcaster, marketer and best-selling author Chris Huskins. We'll get your podcast started on the day with training on all aspects of podcasting from start to finish. The venue is fantastic and incredibly accessible, plus a chance to win a portable podcast recorder worth £200. There's valuable resources provided to start your podcast, and Chris will be signing free copies of his book, The Most Comprehensive Guide to Podcasting Ever. Click on the link in the show notes for more information. Now back to the podcast. And you're based down in Southampton, or the Southampton area. And yes. a lifelong Southampton supporter? Yeah, for my sins. Well, I always yeah. say that. And then my, uh, my sister goes, actually, at the age of three, you're a Man United fan. But that's when they did the treble. <laughs> Everybody so was. Every, everyone was when they did the treble, right? Um, but I was taken to my first Southampton game at the age of six years old. I remember it like it was yesterday because it absolutely poured it down. And the, the roof of the stadium we had at the time didn't quite cover the front three rows. So I got absolutely drenched. Um, but, but yeah, no, I've been a Southampton fan for years. I've seen them. I've seen them do well. I've seen them do terribly. I supported them through going down and down again, and back up and back up again. But um, things that this year in 2019 they've picked up. So let's keep. Let's uh, hope this manager keeps earning his wage. Hope hope it keeps going. Have you ever thought about doing a Southampton Football Club podcast? Do you know what? I've actually been on a couple. I've got a, a, a really good friend, um, Matt, who's actually out in America. He's an American Southampton football club fan. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a brilliant podcast called the Southampton Dell Ivory podcast with the Dell being our old brand. clever on the words there. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I liked it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really cool to, to go on his because I get to talk to him not only about podcasting, which I love, but also about Southampton Football Club, which yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a love-hate relationship, but I still love him. <laughs> well, he's got to do all the work and the editing and all the marketing and all that kind of stuff, and you can just take the glory on that one, can't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that. <laughs> That's a good gig. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So... Tell us a little about your podcasting as a professional career then. Yeah, so obviously um, we've now moved into to, to a couple of companies with that. So the Helping People side is, is the podcasting membership site that we have, um, yeah. which is a, a site that's just dedicated to helping people podcast. And as, as you well know, Andy, with, with your podcast, it takes time to get it set up. It takes yeah. uh, skills and it takes an, a level of confidence that, that a lot of people have to overcome. And that's before we even get to the point of trying to get people to listen and market it. So mm. there's a lot that goes into it. And, and I really wanted to help people with that. The, the thing that got me wanting to help people was that I found out there's a statistic and it's still true now as it was five years ago. It's the average number of episodes a podcast gets to, um, this stat was specifically for iTunes, but the average number a podcast gets to is eight episodes. Wow. And then on average, the, the, the podcast burns out. People run out of steam or they run out of things to talk about, or they just don't get the numbers they thought they were going to get or something. They stop it. And I <laughs> thought that's really sad. That's a really sad statistic because 
to start something like this and get to five, six episodes means you, you've got a passion for it and you love talking about something. Yeah. So for it to stop at just eight episodes made me really sad. So I wanted to help people with that. And the membership site does that through, it's got like um, online courses, webinars, it's got free one-to-one time, it's got discounts on loads of different um, podcasting products to help you when you get started. Um, and, and recently I just made that completely free. So it's a free education site for everyone. Wow. What's what's that called again, Chris? Uh, Pod Tips Pro. So if you want to check out, it's Pod Tips P O D T I P S dot Pro P R O. Completely free, and there's no wow. like everyone says there's no catch with things, don't they? But genuinely, there's not a catch mm. with this. It's not like there's a silver package or a gold package you have to pay for. The whole thing's completely free. Well done. Thanks for giving back to the community because I know we're we're both in the London podcasting community and. That, once again, is completely free, and it's just people like yourself, professionals. There's lots of people there that come there, ex-BBC people, and they give their time and, and knowledge for free as well. So there is plenty of things out there for free, quite right. Yeah, and if you look if you look hard enough, you can do all of this for, for, for really low cost, can't you? Yeah, um, exactly. And the, the only thing I always recommend paying for is, is your hosting for your podcast. But outside of that, you can do a lot of it free, especially when you're first starting out. And there are good people like you Andy and I, well I say me but, but some some <laughs> other better people but um that, that are willing to to pass, give pass their knowledge on um and that's really key with with podcasting because I think it's one of the only industries where people are so willing to help each other out yeah I'll tell you what we've got a lot of people that listen that are in the property industry and weirdly enough although there's obviously lots of money involved there those guys help each other out too I think it's just because yeah. of the abundance Mm, and there's there's plenty of good to go around right <laughs> there's plenty of money to go around there's plenty of property and there's plenty of listeners who want to listen to podcasts so yeah, exactly, why people yeah. get protective over those things i don't quite understand there's uh, plenty of fish in the sea as they say exactly so chris what do you see as the benefit of podcasting for companies out there that want to do marketing yeah, I think that it's twofold. So the first thing I always talk about is that that big T word that we all are striving for now is trust. Mm-hmm. Every every business needs to break down trust. Like some of the old sales techniques, whilst they still work in the short term, when we're looking at brands that have gone that extra mile and built these massive, massive companies, the one thing that they've all done is built trust with their audience. Yeah. Um, podcasts are so so good at doing that for a couple of reasons one it's not like a blog post you can you can write what you like on a blog post i mean like i say i've written a book you write whatever you like in there and people will believe it but with with the voice they believe it even more because they can actually hear your voice it's very difficult to fake being someone especially yeah. for, a, for a whole podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to be a persona or to, to tell lies for that long as well. So it builds up that level of trust. The other thing that's really powerful about the trust thing is that actually people are listening to most of podcasts. So if you, if you know with Facebook video or with YouTube video, for, mm-hmm. for video on those platforms to be counted as a view or a successful watch, someone only has to watch three seconds of it which is mad, really. That's not, yeah. In my eyes, if it's a 20-minute video, three seconds isn't a successful watch. Yeah. Whereas with podcasting, what we've just found out from some recent um, iTunes statistics that were given mm-hmm. out in sort of a beta program is that people are listening to 80% or more of a podcast. Wow. If you think that's a 30-minute podcast, they're listening to at least 20 to 30 minutes of it, yeah. which is just unheard of. So not only do they trust hearing your voice, but they're doing it for a long period of time. And I know any 
business, I say, would you like someone to listen to a three minute advert or listen to you for 20 minutes and really trust you? Mm. Well, they're going to take the second option, aren't they? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there's yeah. loads of people with podcasts out there. Some of the biggest authors in the, in the world uh, are putting out stuff on their podcast completely for free. So they might charge you for their book, but having said that, you can listen to their podcast for nothing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and here's a little hidden secret of the content marketing world is mm -hmm. that probably anything that goes into a book, and I'll hold my hands up and say it here, most of the stuff that's in my book, if you read every one of my blogs, listened to every one of my podcasts and, mm -hmm. and watched all my YouTube videos, you'd probably have learned everything that's in the book. The benefit yeah. of the book being there is it's all in one place and people, people yes. aren't going to listen, watch yes. and read everything you do online. But there's a, there's a little secret that a lot of people put <laughs> that together. So it is available there free for you. And that, that's an incredible thing with podcasts. Anyone who goes to You're the right. public will know I'll be telling stories that I've heard on podcasts the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead right. I remember Seth Godin um, produced a book about all his blogs, etc. So uh, yeah, he'd already put them out in written format and then got them repurposed again as a book. So uh, yeah, if it's good enough for him. so. <laughs> oh yeah Chris absolutely. you're talking about the book by the way I've yeah. actually got a copy of the book it's a good book what can you say you know I'm about halfway through I'm a slow reader slow learner slow reader but I'm about halfway through and I'm really enjoying it oh. so um, try and finish the rest of it in the next week or so which is unusual for me I'm either a, a two-page person and put the book down or, or I get cracking on with it and try and get it done quick so I'm hoping <laughs> to get it done quick because I'm enjoying it uh, you, you and me both with the slow reading thing. Obviously, I grew, I grew up wanting to be a radio presenter, so everything I've ever um, picked up to read, I've read it as I would if I was presenting it, which sounds great to try and be a good presenter, but then when you get to your adult life and you actually want to read books and you read at the pace you speak, like, I'm just so slow at reading. My wife can consume a whole book. I think she read the, the new Michelle Obama's book, which is like bigger than the Bible. Uh, she read that in a night, and in, in one night, and I was just blown away. My God. Uh, I just like, did you take any of that in? She does. I could probably quiz her on it and she'd know more than I know of my own wow. book, probably. I'm a, I'm a slow reader as well, and I slow, certainly was a slow writer. <laughs> did it take you long? How long? Yeah, I was writing it for about two years, but it's, it's a mm -hmm. funny story, actually, because it probably took me about a year and a half to write like the first chapter and a half of it. Um, because you just dip in and out of it, and 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 it's a hard thing writing a book. It's it's uh, I would never recommend it to anyone, to be honest, because it was the hardest thing I've ever done. So you do make excuses why you don't want to sit down and do it. And and actually, when I was I was away in Bruges on a on a company retreat, and I thought, you know what, I've been so focused this week, I'm going to do that for the book. So I booked a a three day spa weekend, a three day <laughs> spa. Uh, all on my own, try explaining that to the wife. Um, <laughs> I had to explain that I was going to go to this hotel, that she couldn't come with me, um, and I was just going to sit there and write. And it is what I did. And in two and a half of those three days, I finished the rest of the book and everything else that I wanted to go with it. So it's, it's amazing. Really. Overall, it took me two, two years, but the majority of it was real focused, eight hours a day for two and a half days. That's amazing. Well done there, Chris. L listen, the book is called the most comprehensive guide to podcasting ever, probably. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> British, British title ever, isn't it, really? Exactly. It's like, uh, I, I, do you know, there's a, there's a story. I sat with one of my clients um, in, in Bournemouth, actually, um, and I was like, you know, we were talking about the book, and I was like, I really want to call it the most comprehensive guide to podcasting ever. I'm not arrogant enough. He said, well, why don't you just put in brackets probably as a bit of a joke? And I was like, well, joke, yeah. I like that. That's I like well. that a lot. Yeah, because yeah, well. 
no book is ever going to be the most comprehensive guide ever because things update and especially in podcasting things update every yeah. week let alone every every couple of years so mm. um, I thought a, a good tongue-in-cheek title was 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 needed. <laughs> no, I think you're right. The other thing that uh, I'm just reading here, which is also on the comical side, is the foreword <laughs> by Andrew and Pete. <laughs> and dare I bring this up, by the way, because yeah. we don't allow swearing or any um, nudity references on the show. <laughs> but however, as it's in research, the foreword says, and I state. There is no feeling quite like ice cold water rushing over your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> it was the end of the Andrew and Pete show season two. And Pete found himself reading out contestant scores from the confines of an ice bath. <laughs> yes. Do you want to explain that for, for anyone that doesn't know Andrew and Pete as well? Yeah, I mean, it's easier to understand if you do know them. Um, yeah. But it, it, I mean, you can't start a book any way better, can you? Especially on podcasts. No, and like ice cold <laughs> um, but these guys are they're brilliant. If you don't know them, go and check them out on YouTube. Their marketers are all about the fun side of running your business. Um, and, and they're doing amazing things. But about two, three, maybe even four or five years ago, three years ago, I'd say, I forget what I had for dinner yesterday. Um, <laughs> I'd say about three years ago, I, I saw they were speaking at Social Media Marketing World, the massive conference in, in San Diego. Mm -hmm. and whilst they were out there, I was like, well, these guys have got so much character. They're all over YouTube. They're really fun. Like, why don't they have a podcast? So I sent them an email. I just said, look, guys, why don't you have a podcast? And they sort of sent me back, and this is all in the foreword, but they sent me sort of back what they thought was a brush-off email, like, oh, we're not just not sure it's the right time. We're, we've, we've thought about a podcast, but we really like our YouTube channel at the moment. But that was enough for me. I was like a dog with a, for, with a bone then. So mm. I was like, no, no, I think it'll be really good. Like, I've got some ideas. Maybe we could just, when you get back from San Diego and you've got over your sunburn, um, we, could, we could jump on a call. And they said, uh, you, they eventually agreed to jump on the call anyway. I, apparently, I, do you know what? I didn't get this feeling from the call, but apparently I excited them about the idea. Um, and the next, the following day, I, I put together what I call a podcast proposal. So I actually made a podcast out of clips of them that I found online to send to them to Very say, good. look, this is what it would sound like. Um, and it's probably one of the best sales techniques I've, I've ever done because it played into their ego a little bit. They said, yes, we've all got, got that. We've all got ego, right? So they, they liked hearing that, that they could sound good. Um, they got over that, that worry and confidence of maybe they wouldn't come across well on our podcast. And from there, we started working on their, their marketing show, the Amber, Andrew and Pete show. Um, and I worked through season one and, and some of season two with them. And it was absolutely fantastic because the show wasn't just your standard um, marketing show. It was more... Mm -hmm. They got some of the biggest names in marketing from Mark Schaefer to Chris Ducker, Amy Landino, mm -hmm. big mm -hmm. names in marketing. And they played stupid games with them. So they got them to, <laughs> to uh, fill their mouth with water and tell them about their favorite marketing tool without spitting anywhere. It's called Tool Don't Draw. And they do all silly games like that, uh, uh, which led to the, the end. The last game on each episode was a, a series of, of silly questions that the, the, the person could never write. 
get right they couldn't get them correct so they were always ridiculous questions yeah. and the idea was every time they got a question wrong another bag of ice was added to pete's ice bath which was <laughs> going to be the final episode and where he'd read the scores out of the show just just for fun really um and so that's where the the opening title of the book or the opening lines of the book comes from in that he actually yeah at the end of season two he sat in an ice bath freezing cold <laughs> recording a podcast <laughs> so it's, okay, it, was, well, it was a really fun journey but it's the best way I could have started the book. I didn't even ask them to write that. They did that of their own accord. That's, that's good of them. I had them on the show, on this show too, by the way. And uh, yeah, they were really good fun. But um, yeah, now I can have a little bit more reference to it. I can, you know, understand it a little bit more. So thanks <laughs> yeah. for that. So Yeah, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube as well. I'm sure there's video footage of it. I bet. It yeah, I'd like to naked, see. By the way, it wasn't naked. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'd like to see some of these um, big marketers doing the stupid stuff like that. You know, be good fun. Yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun, and I still got that video footage. So I saw Chris Ducker recently, and I still hold him to ransom because I got video of him just spitting water all over himself. <laughs> I don't know him. What's he like? That really nice man. Really nice man. Um, knows his stuff so well. His latest book yeah. is, is fantastic as well. So lovely guy. Very good speaker. Mm-hmm. okay so chris going back a little bit about the book you've managed to get this to be a number one bestseller within its category well done to you yeah, thank you so much no problem how did you do it <laughs> it was a shock to me no I, do you know what <laughs> I, I i set out that was one of my ambitions and mm. i'll hold my hands up and i've told everyone the honest truth in this is that mm. anyone can do it um you do have to sell a number of copies. You have to get them sold in the early stages of the book releasing. Yeah. You can actually find out with online calculators exactly how many you need to sell for certain categories. So mm. there is, there was a bit of sort of methodical marketing about it um, mm. and, and sort of building up, sort of teasing people to it, building it up, building it up, getting a load, a list of people that were going to buy as soon as the book was published. Yeah. Um, and then obviously picking a category that like, if you go in a category, I, I can't think of a better example, but if you go in a category like religion, where you're competing with Bible sales, which is still like the number one sold book, then, then you, you really haven't got a chance of hitting that top spot. I'm lucky in that podcasting really fit into the wireless and technology section, um, fits in there really well. So I was lucky enough that there aren't loads of books out at this time. If I was releasing at the same time as, say, Chris Ducker or, or one of those guys, that, there was a bit of methodical approach around that as well. I knew that there weren't huge books coming out at that time. So I'll hold my hands up and say, look, I, I worked hard, um, but there was a lot of sort of strategic marketing that went into getting that Amazon bestseller spot. But I get a certificate yeah. and it's mine now forever. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with playing the game. Quacky, all these big marketers oh, yeah. do it more than anybody. So, uh, yeah, Absolutely. definitely. So you had a lot of jobs along the way, Chris. Mm. Did you did you say was it twenty twenty one? Twenty one jobs in thirty years. So it's probably in twenty six years actually, because I sort of started working for myself around twenty six, twenty seven. Wow, I've had about three or four <laughs> in thirty. Still catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Now, what I was going to ask, I normally ask, is is there anything you change along the way? So, I mean, is there anything you change along the way with these 21 jobs that you had? Do you know what? I can't say I'd change anything. Like everything that I did in terms of, uh, from that period, I mean, there was obviously yeah. a lot of things that I would do differently, and I'll move on to one of those. But the, the, from those jobs, like, I wouldn't change anything for the world because everything that I did, I learned something from. Even yeah. right back to working in a little fruit and veg shop 
where I had to remember how much a pound of bananas was and then I had to put it in the scales and then I had to work out people's change because the till at that point didn't tell me so I had to work that out in my head that helped me with maths and understanding how mm. the little shop worked um right through to, to to working for Tesco and I started just stacking CDs on shelves and within six months I was like an electrical um department manager went on to be a store manager so all those things that they were teaching me really I didn't know it at the time I was just getting through getting the paycheck and trying to rise up the, the ladder so to speak mm-hmm. all those things I was learning so much that as soon as I then went I went and, and did a, a certificate the Chartered Institute's to, um, diploma in marketing actually at, at night school a couple of years ago and I realized all the theory that I was learning in that I'd learned practically from all these different jobs I'd had so I can't say I'd really change a lot from there I think the one thing I would change is in business though since I've been in business and and the, it comes from me being a bit of a control freak probably that the one thing I'd, I'd change is getting help with things that I'm not good that good at doing earlier because yeah. the minute with, the, with my latest two businesses the minute I started outsourcing and getting people in who are, are, are better than me at, at some things mm-hmm. everything from bookkeeping into video production like even the other things like transcribing my podcast for me or creating artwork um as soon as i've got a team of people that are better at doing those things and i stopped wasting time trying to do everything was the point that my business has just absolutely skyrocketed and and i thought it was going to take me sort of three months to be able to make back the money i was paying these people with mm-hmm. but it, it took like less than three weeks oh, that's brilliant you've been doing a lot of work with the service accommodation podcast which is one of the ones i listen to which is great by the way yes i've been working with those guys since their beginning really so it's been probably three years maybe i mean it feels like 15 with those guys but (laughs) in a a good way um but yeah so i I run a a marketing agency and one of the early clients that came on was was the service accommodation guys and they started simply with a podcast they obviously have a, a service accommodation operators operating company down here in Southampton but their mm-hmm. thing is helping like we do with podcasting it's helping people to to run and grow their own service accommodation businesses mm-hmm. so we started with the podcast which was just like it was fantastic because these guys really just wanted to help and deliver value in every single episode rather than being about the hard sell each time they were just like right this is how you use uh, different planning classes this is how you and it was went into such amazing detail right down to yeah. um, laundry and cleaners and all those things that sound Oh, they made it sound exciting and really helps people with the podcast and they're my best case study as a marketing sort of client for podcasting really because now they have sort of five different um companies from limited to, to public liability companies with under under several different umbrellas of the sa um podcast the sa boardroom the sa quick start and the sa accelerator yeah. which are all companies that help people in the different stages of running service accommodation and it's they're, they're, they're great guys to work with and there's some I've been with them all day today, actually, and I can't, I can't really tell you what they're up to at the moment, but there is something incredibly exciting coming for the service to accommodation. Okay. It's, a, uh, it's a really, sure. really cool bit of, it's a bit of kit, a bit of software that will just it'll be a bit of a game changer. So no, mm-hmm. they're exciting guys to work with. Taking these back a little bit. If you've got an idea for a podcast, what's the first thing you would do if you wanted to take it to the next stage? Yeah, so I talk about this all in the, the first chapter of the book, and, and I think it's one I'm certainly guilty of it. I've missed out many a time starting a podcast this, for this entire first chapter, and it's the research side of it. Mm. And this is the bit that helps people get past that eight-episode sort of burnout that we talked about. It's, it's planning 
whether one whether there's sort of a market for it the same way you would with a business find out if actually people want to listen to that sort of thing and you can do that quite easily and and, and i'll hold my hands up and say there probably is a market for it because there's some weird and wonderful podcasts out there um so there's a podcast on everything so i'm pretty sure there's a market but you can find out quite a few things from doing this research you can go and look if there's uh, sort of Facebook groups or Reddits or, or forums talking about this stuff. That's going to give you two things. One, it's going to tell you, yeah, people are into this and they're spending their time talking about it. And two, here's my favorite little secret is I open up a Google Doc and I copy and paste every question that people put into a forum into a Google Doc because that's your content mm -hmm. sorted for the next 10 years probably because yeah, <laughs> you know it's yeah. something that people actually want to know about. It's what they want to talk about. Yeah. So you sort of content um, and the third thing it's also doing by looking for these things testing the idea validating it but it's also showing you where the places are that your audience are already hanging out about that thing so if you've got for example a, a harry Potter, your idea is a harry potter podcast and you mm -hmm. go and find all the forums on harry potter all the facebook groups well you know all the people in there love harry potter you're going to find loads of topics to talk about in there and you're going to know where your listeners are so you're going to be able to know where to go and market it once you've recorded it. So doing these little little sort of tests and validations, and there's loads of little checklists and, and tick exercises and, um, and, and idea scoring sheets and things in the first chapter of the book, doing those before you start recording actually mm. will give you the foundations for a really successful podcast. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement. I, I actually have taught a couple of people in in detail relatively good detail yeah. and i've put it into five sections i think you do it into three sections but it's pretty much the same thing you mm. break it up as you like but it's the same whole and um yeah one of the first things is obviously to research and I, on this show i actually did the 10 steps of sales success so i took people mm. through 10 steps that i use to sell goods and services to people and the yeah. first one is research <laughs> who you're selling to and what they're interested in. Absolutely. And that's going to help you with every, every aspect of not only podcasting, but sales or customer yeah. service, all those aspects. If you do your research, you're, you're always up there. One of my favorite examples of that is, is when you get on a business class plane, you know, the really good um, business class tickets and plane tickets. If they've sort of looked up what you've, what you've ordered in the past, so if you've ever had this and they, they bring you the newspaper you ordered and the beer you ordered before you even yeah me too me next to the well, toilet you know that. Uh, i call them fly maybe that's the one i'm normally on <laughs> um, but i've heard this happens on business class tickets I've that's, heard real, that's too, real customer yes. service isn't it doing yes, the research exactly. who's going to step on the plane and they don't get any extra money for doing that but guaranteed that person's going to book with them next time it's i think it's the same with podcasts it's the same with sales even if even if you pop on facebook before before you go and see a mate that you haven't seen for five years you're gonna have a better conversation if you know what's been going on in their life the last couple of weeks yeah. aren't you so exactly, it's the same thing yeah. yeah so what do you think you'd um you'd change from your journey chris if you had to change anything uh, I would probably have started working for myself earlier. I had the confidence to do that. Um, it, it might not have been right to start a podcasting company back then because, as I said, not everyone knew what one was then, but to start doing those things a little bit earlier. There's some amazing programs now for that sort of thing. Like Even through schools, they do things like business enterprise and um, where people have to come up with a business and things like The Apprentice on TV was never even a, an idea of a television program when, when we were kids. So that sort of stuff wasn't so heavily promoted. Now it is. I would say anyone, just go and grab that by the horns. That's the one thing I'd change is I'd, I'd, I'd 
one, I would start a business earlier, and two, I'd let people help me and outsource a bit more <laughs> from, from very early on as well. Mm, okay, well, getting towards the end of the show, but a couple of other things. Can you tell me what's your goals for the future, Chris? Yeah, so uh, really, really mad, really. Um, <laughs> so I, I went for an amazing exercise with a business mentor, and this is for anyone that sort of started a business and sometimes struggles with the day-to-day, this really helps me, in that I, I set out what my personal goals are, and then I aligned the business goals to attach to those. And like my it. personal goal since I was a very young, and luckily my wife has similar ideas for what we want to do, but we, we want to buy a bit of land and start a small holding farm. Something that I've always wanted as a kid. Um, I grew up on my great auntie's farm in the summers. I've always wanted to have a farm. And so I sat down with my mentors, told them that, look, this is what I want to do in the next 10 years. They went, no, that's what you're going to do in the next five years. And we're going to make your business aligned to that so that you can do that. Um, and that was that was hugely powerful. So so a weird one is that my my podcasting and, and marketing companies will eventually they'll continue to run and continue to grow. Um, but as I said, I'm outsourcing more and more of that so that they can help me to to start my farm in five years time. Which is Brilliant. you weren't expecting me to say that, were you? No, I was not actually. No, 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 uh, no. I mean, I, I was expecting you to maybe you know touch upon something completely different. I've never had you down as an old McDonald type. I've got to be honest. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a country boy at heart i've spent the last i spent the bank holiday weekend just gone doing up a, a 1982 land rover um which which again i couldn't i could barely change the oil on a car before i started that and now i could i've done the suspension brakes uh change the injectors all those things so i taught thanks wow. to youtube taught myself that stuff i'm a country <laughs> boy at heart mate <laughs> i'm not i'm not a car person but i would ask a question do you hmm. own an anorak <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of those ones that you get when you go to Fort Park or Alton Towers. I got one of them for the oh. wet water rides. Does that count? <laughs> Fair enough. Then. So, Chris, the future is very different for you, perhaps. But um, if in in the present, what what might you hope for the the book and the companies for the near future? Let's say. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just want them to continue to grow. But alongside that, I want them to continue to help people. That's why I got into business in the first place. Like I said, I, I walked out of a job that was paying me well. It gave me a nice brand new Audi A3 that, that did far too quickly on the motorway. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I walked away from that to not only create a job for myself, but also to help people with these things. And, and that's been so important for me. And I think a lot of other companies, you think of the big companies, they've all... Yeah themselves around helping people whether that be you look at the companies that virgin have created with richard branson have created everything there is around the customer and what they want and helping them to get that so that's that's kind of what i want with with the companies i want the 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 marketing agency to continue to grow because i think marketing is a very confusing world and dare i say it marketers are ruining the world of marketing for a lot of people because they all have a product to sell and so they're confusing a lot of small business owners because there's facebook and there's twitter and then there's the messenger bots and then there's different email campaigns and then there's the fact that you have to have automation and then you have to be using video and you have to be doing podcasts you have to be doing blog it confuses business owners a lot so i want the the marketing agency to grow to help people really simplify that and and um and and if they don't want to do it we'll do it for them of course <laughs> <laughs> there's always that of course yes yes 
Chris, you've been an absolutely brilliant guest. How can people get hold of you if they want to talk to you, know more, learn more about podcasting or marketing or anything that you get involved with? Yeah, so the website's chrishuskins.com. You'll find the, the book there. Um, obviously, it's on Amazon as well. Or just search Chris Huskins. I managed to get all the social media profiles early enough to, to grab my full name on all of those. So well um, <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy in marketing and podcasting. I'm not the American senator. Um, there's, there's one other version of me on social. But yeah, so at Chris Huskins on, on pretty much anything else. And I'm always happy to chat about marketing, podcasting, Land Rovers or, or in the future farms. <laughs> or anoraks. <laughs> yeah, or anoraks. Apparently, yeah, I need to go and get one now. Okay, mate. <laughs> so the book's the most comprehensive guide to podcasting ever, in brackets, probably, and yes. it's already a number one bestseller. But if you want to make Chris a multi multi millionaire, go and buy a <laughs> copy like I have. It's very, very good. Chris, thanks Thank for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great fun. Hi, it's Andy Arter. Just interrupting the podcast briefly to let you know if you fancy starting your own podcast, there's a great opportunity for you. Saturday the 20th of July, I'm hosting the One Day Podcast Creation Workshop in London with pro podcaster, marketer and best-selling author Chris Huskins. We'll get your podcast started on the day with training on all aspects of podcasting from start to finish. The venue is fantastic and incredibly accessible, plus a chance to win a portable podcast recorder worth £200. There's valuable resources provided to start your podcast, and Chris will be signing free copies of his book, The Most Comprehensive Guide to Podcasting Ever. Click on the link in the show notes for more information. I hope this podcast gives you inspiration, and if you want to contact me, I'm Andy Arter, and it's transformyourwealthandhealth at gmail.com.